you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Everything has led to this. Hades and the Shadow Carja are making their move, and Aloy and her allies stand to defend Meridian and the Spire. Welcome to episode 26 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello. Yes, and I'd like to welcome any new listeners and welcome back any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for checking out Lightkeeper Protocol. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the game and about the show, so definitely feel free to hop into our Discord, which is mash.gg slash Discord. And we do have, uh, you know, channels available to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. But before we get into today's episode, let's recap what we talked about last time. Uh, so what we do last time, we went to Gaia Prime. Yeah, we found out that Teb Farrell screwed over humanity not once but twice because he deleted Apollo and then proceeded to kill all the alphas or so anybody who could actually restore it died. Uh, the good news is that we got the master override so we can purge Hades. And now, uh, we're heading back to Meridian with the ancient armor, by the way, because the last power cell was in Gaia prime. So yeah, that's, that's where we are right now in the story. This is the, this is the end. This is it. The final fight is everything we've been preparing for. I'm excited. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, how, how do you feel? I usually ask at the end, but. You know, yeah. <laughs> I at this point I was like, all right, I probably won't get much more information. It's just, you know, powering out to the end of the game. So at this point, when you go to this, I'm pretty sure the game has it set up where it's like, hey, you're gonna do this and you're you're beating the game. Like right. you, you gotta you're going all the way through. And I was I was fully prepared to just power through the rest of it. Yeah, you do hit your second and final point of no return during, like, you know, the the, the mission that we're beginning to talk about, the Looming Shadow. Uh, but that's a little later. They do give you a little time because, you know, Marad tells you, hey, if you got stuff to do, now's the time to do it. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Aloy, she does head back to Meridian to warn Avad. Aloy, what brings you to Meridian? A threat. The Eclipse will attack soon from the west with an army of ancient war machines. But that's not the worst of it. They'll bring a mind with them, god, demon, machine, whatever you want to call it. It's called Hades, and it doesn't want Meridian at all. It wants the Spire, and if it gets there, it will send out a call, waking more ancient machines, more than we could ever defeat. All will be lost. We can't let that happen. I'm trying to understand, but my responsibility lies with Meridian. Meridian isn't the target, Avad. You have to defend the Spire. Perhaps the Vanguard, your radiance. Yes. Send them to the Spire. Aaron knows Aloy. He won't question it. And have the City Guard fortify the Western Ridge. There they can be seen to protect Meridian and the Alight, where the Spire rests. 
Aloy, allow me to apologize for my behavior before. After everything that happened with Ursa, I was confused. If we're to fight together on the brink of life and death, I'd prefer to do so with your forgiveness. Then you have it. As long as you don't confuse me with her again. Even a king can learn his lesson. Good then. I'm, I'm glad that's behind us. Now, it will take time to prepare our defenses. Please, tell me what you know of our enemies. Everything. I don't know about everything, but I'll tell you what I can. So Aloy, uh, she tells Avad that the Shadow Karja are coming, and they don't necessarily want Meridian. What they want is the Spire. Uh, so his immediate response is like, oh, yeah, sorry, Meridian's my main concern. <laughs> you know, after her telling her that it's not just Meridian at risk, it's the entire world. But then uh, Marad suggests that, uh, you know, maybe the Vanguard go protect the Spire. And he's like, that's a great idea. So, uh, yeah, that's what they do. That's uh, Marad. Uh, sorry, Avad is going to allow the Vanguard to go protect the Spire. I mean, it really, I would say it should have been the other way around, maybe. But then again, like, if they didn't, Meridian would have got totally crushed. So, I, I, right. yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm just thinking a little, you know, about everybody, not just Meridian and the Cardians. But he is, he is the king of the Karja, so. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, yeah, so after you talk to Avad, you can actually talk to Blameless Marad. And he's speaking with some soldiers when you uh, walk up to him. And he's just basically telling them to be quiet uh, about the preparations because they don't want to alarm the citizens. So, after that, you do get an opportunity to speak to Murad. Ah, Aloy. Preparations are underway on the rigid defenses and at the Spire. Word was sent to every corner of the Sundom. Our allies offered their steel. Some came for Meridian, others for Shards. But, many came for you, by name. For me. Don't be so humble. The ridge will be the front line. That's where the city guard are holding? Yes, bolstered by some of the uh, irregulars I spoke with before. The Osaram cannons that thundered Meridian's walls in the Liberation will now defend us. You're welcome to tour the defenses. And the Spire. Erend and the Vanguard are there? Indeed. Uh, clashing breastplates together and testing out their battle cries, I suppose. A number of the Nora have also arrived at the Spire. They have resisted the offer of a royal audience. Perhaps you could parley with them. I will. I suppose all we can do is wait for the attack. Exactly. It's not a feeling I cherish, but our spotters at Evening Sign report there's still no movement in the West. So, if there's more you need to do elsewhere, seize this time to do it. Otherwise, I've made the apartment of Olin Delverson available to you. You can sleep there. If sleep comes. So he tells you that they're making preparations at the ridge and the spire. The ridge is on the west side of the city, they say. Or was, yeah, it's on the west side of the city. And because Aloy told Avad that that's the side they're going to come from. I mean, it makes sense because that's where the shadow cards are. They're there west of Meridian. And uh, he lets Aloy know that, you know, a bunch of people came to help protect Meridian, but a lot of people came. For her, you know, by name, essentially. 
And she was a little surprised. He's like, hey, don't be so modest, you know, or something to that effect. I mean, for a lot of, you know, this isn't my war girl. She's got a lot of people that she helped. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. Like, and now it is her war. And now it is her <laughs> war. And then other people are helping. Look at that full circle. This isn't their, yeah. well, I guess it is everybody's war, but still. Yeah, technically speaking, it is everybody's war. So, you know, so. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he tells you that the same cannons that they're gonna that were used for the liberation are now going to be used to defend Meridian. Uh, but that doesn't mean you're actually going to be using any new weapons, and you'll see why in a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you know, he's like, oh yeah, the same ones that used to liberate Meridian, or uh, actually at the time, assault Meridian will now be used to defend it. I guess that was the main point behind that. And uh, he says, you know, the Vanguard and the Nora are at the Spire for defense. And apparently they asked the Nora if they wanted to meet the king. And they're like, no, we're good. And <laughs> <laughs> that's that. You know, because the Nora, like, they really don't like the Karja. Like, out of, I, 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 out of all of the tribes, they probably hate the Karja the most. Not just because of the Red Raids, but because according to their history or their lore, the Karja sprung directly from the Nora. Right. The Karja are the ones that found the leaves. And like I said, we're going to talk about this in, a, in another episode, but they found these things called the leaves, which I'm pretty sure are just books or paper. And they it led them away from the, the sacred land, right? Right. You know, they're, they're the sinners that listen to the machines or whatever they said in the beginning of the game. Yes, exactly. That's what they were. So... Uh, but yeah, so if you visit the ridge, you'll find uh, a bunch of people you know. You'll Teb, Teb's there, Vanasha and Uther are there, Petra's there, Elita's there, Nakoa's there, Geneva's there, Nils there. Elite. Oh, Nils there. Yes, yeah, so I forgot. <laughs> I forgot because <laughs> Nil is dead in my playthrough. <sighs> so why, why don't you tell me about talking to Nil? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Before you walk up to him, there's two guards that are talking, and the the one's like, isn't that the one from the Battle of the Dawn? I have no clue what that is. And the other guard's like, can't be. Cinnabar Sands was before that, and there were no survivors. I looked it up, and it kind of explained it, but I, I they don't really talk about that, I guess, in the game. Um, and Nell's like, oh, I don't like to boast, and the guards are like, oh, the sun. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you go up to him and Nils like, you know, I'm still wounded from the last time we talked uh, or for the, from the last time things happened because, you know, you didn't kill him. You didn't battle to the death. And he's like, but, you know, I wouldn't have had this opportunity to like this. We, I would have missed this opportunity to like kill again. And this is what it's all for. And she's like, you're making it really difficult for me to be glad to see you. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. So, yeah, that was that was basically it. Nil just being nil and Aloy's like, okay. Yeah, he's upset that you didn't kill him or you didn't get a chance to fight him. But he's, uh, you know, okay because he gets to kill other people now. Well, technically yeah. speaking, he's not going to be killing much many people. He's going to be killing machines. Well, That's the, what he's going to be doing. The main reason, because is like, oh, this is going to be hard. And he's like, hard? I was told it would be Im- impossible. And that's why I signed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could I resist? Oh wow. Yeah, I definitely didn't get that interaction. I, I, I do believe that because in the very beginning, I, ch- I told Neil not to come in with mm-hmm. 
that I did not interact with him nearly as much as you did throughout the rest of the story. I only so. had one other, like I said before, instance where he helped with the bandit camp, but he like gave a little bit of info, but like nothing. He was like kind of dancing around who he is like he always yeah. does. The thing that surprised me, though, is he is at the river right behind where Geneva stands and they had no interaction. I thought they would say something to each other. Yeah, that might have been an oversight. But then we are getting to the end of the game here, you know, in the development, into the budget. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So, yeah, that may be one reason. Uh, so Teb is right by, I guess, like the, the door of the ridge, if you want to call it that. And this time he is not fighting. Uh, they made him an honorary quartermaster of the Karja. And he doesn't even know what that means. <laughs> but he helped them set up caches of arms and medicine around the battlefield that you can find. Uh, Vanasha and Uther are there. And that, that thing that, like, so they are the most interesting because they speak the most. Actually, I think they're the only ones who speak after you talk to them. They're they the only ones I heard. They speak before and after. I th- I think, and I could be wrong, but I think they might be there no matter what, if you do all the side quest. Really? Like, well, how is, because Uthid's going to uh, die without yeah, you. That's right. Maybe they're not. I know that, that Petra is, for a fact. Yeah, she has to be there, but we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but Vanasha is looking forward to the fight, and based on the conversation, it sounds like she was a slave in Meridian before the liberation. And she wants revenge on the Shadow Karja. And Uthid's glad he didn't die in a blaze of glory. Uh, he's happy to see Itamen grow up. But he also seems to be kind of somewhat enjoying Vanash's company. Uh, because he says something and he's like, now I'm glad I'm alive. And he looks directly at her when he says it. <laughs> well, know? he says, I can't shake her. And he's like, no. That's, I'm- that's a little later, yeah. 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 Yeah, he says, like, I, 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 this, I can't seem to shake this rogue. Like, she keeps goading me. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah and so Aloy like, asks if she, he wants her to, asks if she wants him to ask her to stop. And he's like, no, I accept it. <laughs> yeah, like, basically. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they, they, like, they have banter as you walk around. Like, Uthid says, he says something like, I'll kill as many men as I have, as I have to. And Vinasha says, oh, I love it when you say stuff like that. And then they have another line where she's like, oh, that's a nice spear. I like the way you grip it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite is uh, she's be- she's making fun of him without making fun of him about how shiny his armor is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can, what, is, what does she say? Like, is that is that before? Is that before you talk to them? Like when you get I, to the. I feel like it was after I said that it was after the combo, but I don't know if they cycle through the same few conversations. Right. Because I don't remember seeing a, a third, another one. Like, because I think they were talking when I was talking to Teb, but I was like just getting ready to talk to Teb, so it cut it off. And then after, I definitely heard the two conversations they had. Yeah, and then there's another one where Uthid is saying, "The sun is my armor." But yeah, no, I, I'm trying to remember. I thought I wrote it down, but I guess not. But Vinasha is like, "Your armor is very shiny," and he's like, "Yeah, I got to get ready for war." She's like, it's really shiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember her saying that, but I think she says it before I go and talk to them. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, so 
like we said, Petra's there, and she's there whether you whether you did her free heat missions or not. And she has to be because those are the cannons that you use. So if you didn't do the free heat missions, this is your first time using the cannons. But if you did do the free heat missions, like you'll, you know, it's the same guns, you know, and she gives you the opportunity to test the weapon, you know, just in case you either forgot or never used it at all. Yeah, I like uh, how Petra like slightly if you don't meet her like meeting her for the first time she like slightly hits on you in this moment and Aloy's like do Osiram all flirt at like the most inopportune times like what what's going on Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> did, has she had other Osiram flirt with her I feel like everybody in this game has tried to flirt with her but I don't recall any Osiram trying to uh besides Aaron like I mean oh yeah I guess that's true I keep forgetting he's Osiram because he works so closely with <laughs> because the vanguard uh, yeah yeah so besides Aaron, i don't think so uh, i think she might, he might be the only one so but she petra just it seems like very direct so that's probably why <laughs> you know but uh like uh alita was there and i was just like i was super surprised like she doesn't really add much to to the situation i mean she's doing she says she's there to help in general she's not doing any fighting she wants to help any way she can uh she does give you three antidotes and i haven't used one of those in the game at all alita oh from sun and shadow the girl who uh by the sun like that's her dad (laughs) i didn't see her i must have totally missed her i didn't see her at all she's on that side at the the ridge She's on the ridge, yeah. She's up top, like, close to the ridge. Like, you know, later on when you zip line down yeah. onto the platform? She's on that platform in the beginning. I did not see her. I- maybe because I didn't have Nil and you did. Oh, maybe. Because they do that later on where they replace some characters, depending on if you have yeah. people. Yeah, so she was there, and it just felt really odd. I was like, yeah, you should probably get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Nico is there and she's there to help fight against the shadow card because of Zade. And she's also happy to hear that she could go back to the sacred land. Thanks to Aloy, which I thought was funny because she acted like she really did not care before. <laughs> but that's the thing is she's like, because of you, the sacred land is open. So, you know, Nora that leave can come back. Uh, I don't think that's true. Because all of the Nora that wanted to follow Aloy to Meridian were made seekers. She was not made a seeker. That's true. But I'm pretty sure Tirsa can backdate that. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I mean, if she was going out for blood vengeance, or for vengeance, she should have been a death seeker, right? That's true. I mean, they could have done a... uh... A just an overall clause like if you go to Meridian <laughs> to fight for Aloy, you're a seeker now. Right. Versus because would they have to make because at that point everybody would have to come back to the Sacred Mountain and get seekerized and then go back out. You yeah. Know? So it could just be a general clause at this point. That's true. I just couldn't get over her earrings. I don't think she was wearing them before, but like they were there. I you did not I see didn't them. Even notice. I they did not like, see them. <laughs> Ripping. It was like the size of two focuses, basically, but like in one rectangular. (laughs) Sorry, it was just very distracting. I did not see them at all. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, So, like you said, Geneva was there, and she's there because I'm assuming everybody was called back to Meridian to fight. 
And she says Avad gave pardons to all the prisoners who agreed to defend Meridian. They were all like, yep, I will take it. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, she actually seems kind of happy that Avad is going to go ahead and fight on this one. Because she really must have thought he was a big punk. Because she was, she was just surprised that he's going to fight. Like, oh, yeah. oh he's not going to let the Shadow Carter just come and run Meridian over? Wow. You know. I mean, she, she, he did what? fight, though. Like, he had to fight when they overran Meridian. Like, didn't, isn't he the one that killed his father? Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, he, he, she probably wanted him to push into Shadow Carter territory and just keep chopping him down. That's probably what she wanted, you know. To destroy all the enemies, but you know, right. he gave them a path to redemption. So, uh, but then again, if he would have just pushed in and killed all the Shadow Carja, we wouldn't even have to worry about this right now. Also, very true. <laughs> like, so she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Like, yeah, exactly. She, we wouldn't even have to worry about this right now because uh, there would have been nobody. There would have been no army for Hades to use. You know, even though I think. If there was no Shadow Karja, uh, Silence probably would have been able to convince the Asaram to get involved. You think so? They don't... I guess because he's like a big piece of technology. Like, they would be really interested in what he's got. But they wouldn't just follow him and kill people. That's the thing. I don't think the Asaram would do that because they wouldn't follow no. him as closely as a cult would. But that's the thing. He doesn't... Like, they really didn't... He didn't need them. Hades does not need the Osram to kill people. He didn't even need the Eclipse to really kill people. Uh, if the Eclipse never go to, or if, if Olin never goes to uh, Meridian, right, with a focus, not Meridian, sorry, to the Sacred Lands with a focus, Hades never knows about Aloy, doesn't try to kill anybody, and then he could probably get the Osram to make to dig his machines up activate them and then go to the spire he probably could have did like it, it would have been completely under the radar and undisturbed you know yeah because he could have easily been like talk to the asaram yeah i'm a machine from the old world i can teach you about the world machine because that's what the asaram believe that the world is a machine and they have to figure out how to fix it and do things he could have told them how to do all types of stuff and they would have been like oh my goodness right is that plastic? Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> we have this great new material called plastic. So <laughs> you great. Know, so, yeah. So it could, uh, you know, all types of stuff, you know. Oh, man. What if you would have taught them how to make a flying machine? Oh, my goodness. Like, they would have they would have just did anything he wanted at that point. That's very <laughs> true. Very true. You know. So, yeah, like, I think the Asaron would have probably been their next target if, uh, if the Eclipse never, never came to be. So, also, we wouldn't have a game, <laughs> you know, if that was the case. Uh, but, yeah, so, after checking the ridge, Aloy, she heads over to the Spire. Now, the first person you run into is a Luki from the Banute camp. I, in both games, in both my times playing, I do not recall talking to her at all. But she was in the Banute camp that had the comm machines. I didn't talk to like anyone in the Banu camp. We already know this because I, <laughs> yeah, I because got there, just climbed straight up and then left. I had to go back to finish the quest. Yeah. So like when you talk to her, she's like, oh, I remember you from the Banu camp. Now, the thing, and I guess technically speaking, that's true because when you turn or when the, the device finally turns off when you're up there, 
you hear somebody yelling, the machines are raging again. Yeah. Like, you know, like she's happy about it and they start fighting. <laughs> That's her. That's her voice. I, was like, I wondered why is that voice so prominent? And now, oh. <laughs> no, why? I thought it was just the Banuke or yeah, the Banuke were just excited to fight in general. So I thought it was like that yeah. one person spoke for a lot of people. No, Not no, everyone, that, but. Right. Oh, no, that was that. That was her. So uh, she was actually happy the machine had to return to normal because she likes to hunt. And she decided to stay in Karja lands to hunt more machines because she learned about the corruptors. You know, so she specifically wants to fight the corruptors. So she's in it for the honor. She wants to destroy the corruptors and make armor out of it. You know, and she says, if I don't make it, they'll sing my ice song anyway. Something like that. You know how the Banuke do their song. Yeah. Banuke and their songs. So. Uh, next, you run into Talana, and she came to fight side by side with Aloy. Uh, and though she has the rest of the lodge defending Meridian, even though I think though the rest of the lodge would have been better, you know the rest best of the rest of the thrushes and the uh, why do I want to say crows hawks? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> hawks would have been better off coming to the spire because they're better machine hunters, better machine killers, right? That would make you sense. Know. Well, it's the first, the the front line, the front of the line, right? Well, so uh, the ridge. At the yeah, ridge, like, yeah. So I guess they wanted to be in the front of the line. That's true. You know, even though the spire is the more important place. <laughs> like, right. That's the thing. The spire is the but more if you can stop place. them at the ridge, they don't even get to the spire. That's true. Unless you read the map and go <laughs> around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm actually surprised. You know, We'll get around to it. Actually, I, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding. Hold on I'm holding on to it too. No, I, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to get around to it. So, um, so uh, her only request is that you leave her to fight the biggest machine. Which I'm like, I, I was like, okay, I'll see how you do against a Deathbringer. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, so after that, you start running into people that you that, that we kind of want to hear from. Uh, Aaron in the Vanguard. Aloy. So here we are again, gearing up for a fight. Only this time it sounds like the bad guys have a lot more firepower. What are we up against, really? I'm not sure. But there's going to be a lot of them, and they'll have machines. And if they get past us, it's not just Meridian that will fall. The rest of the world will go with it. That's... big. It sounds like our kind of fight. Right, guys? Well, where do they put the vanguard? At, At the, the front, front of the line! line. And why? Steal before iron! And what are we gonna do? Hit him like a hammer till he can't hit back! Damn right! You hear that? Nobody's getting past the Vanguard. We're here for Meridian. And we're here for you. Thank you, Erend. Ursa would be proud. Well, only if we win. So they were funny. Like, the Vanguard was kind of funny when you were walking up to him. Because Erend has, like, to explain what an eclipse is. Yeah. Because like, the eclipse, what kind yeah. of name is that? Is that supposed to be scary or something? <laughs> you know, that's what they were saying. Uh, they're a bit cocky. They're like, how hard it can be? It can be, it's Karja. Like, you know, well, these are, they, they dress like birds. They all, you yeah. know, we'll pluck their feathers. But my thing is like, didn't they raid your villages for like 10 years? Right. plucking their feathers in, they were plucking <laughs> yours. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, like, I, it's the Karja. It's, it's, it's the same people who were raiding your villages before, you know? Even though they, I would say, as an army, they're definitely going to be more softened up now since, you know, they could barely get anything to eat over in, uh, in, in Shadow, uh, Shadowfall and Sunfall. Yeah. So, 
Shadow Side and Sunfall. Sorry. So, I mean, Aaron, he's essentially just like hyping up the Vanguard to fight. That part seemed a little awkward. I really wish they would have put more effort into not the voice work, but the, the, the animation there. Because the facial rigging was weird. Like, the facial expressions were weird. It's you can't even the see the faces. Yeah, you can't even, that's true. You can't even see the faces of the Vanguard, which probably helped them there. But even Aaron, like, the way he was turning his neck, like, they didn't want to, they, they did not move the rest of his body now that I think of. They moved his <laughs> arm and his head, and that is it. They even, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I didn't look at him because when he first put that outfit on when we were investigating Darval, I was like, he looks <laughs> ridiculous. so ridiculous. I cannot take him serious. Yes, He's that got is a true. Beer gut. I don't even think it's a beer gut. It's just like the 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 um circle protecting, you know, your belly. But it looks like he just has it. So he just looks like he has this beer <laughs> gut in this like suit of armor. And I'm like, you're Yeah. This yeah. Is too much. I, I yeah, I, I agree. So uh, so I, even after you are done talking to him, like one of the Vanguard says, oh, they have old and ancient machines. And then the guy, one of the guys like old and ancient, like your mother, he's like worse, like your wife. I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good clap back at right there. So they yeah. were, they were, they were the best group to talk to. Yeah. Honestly. Well, there is another one too, where Aaron's like, you can't leave me alone. Can you? And they're like, oh, are you going to, I think she likes you. Are you going to kiss her? And he's like, shut <laughs> yeah. up. Pretend like yeah. that never happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was funny. So after that, you uh, talk to Varl, uh, and he's there with Braves. Greetings, Aloy. Don't. You don't need to bow. The anointed doesn't like it. She doesn't much like being called anointed, either. It means a lot to have you here, Varl. I gave my word. So, Meridian, what do you think? I've seen many new things since I first met you. I should thank you. Varl, what's wrong? You really want to know? All right. I'm in a foreign land, a tainted land, defending a faithless city that looks like nothing I've seen, from something I can't imagine. And you, after all that's happened, all you've done, I feel like I should drop to my knees and worship you, but I know you don't want that. Boy, things are pretty tough for you, huh? Thanks for telling the other Nora not to bow. It's the last thing I need. (laughs) Don't be too hard on them. They only joined this fight because the anointed bid it so. Is that why you came? No. I would have come just to see you one more time. And we must fight a metal devil, because the goddess says. Or because you say. I think the goddess and I are in agreement. We're both glad you're here. So am I. So Varl seems like conflicted here, right? He's like, they're basically doing, going against everything he's been taught. They're in, they're not in the sacred land anymore. They're defending the the heretics essentially you know like he you know, he 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 doesn't know what he's going to be fighting and he's just there because the goddess bids it but then he also wants to be there because of Aloy like he he just doesn't know what to do right now man yeah and it's like is it because she's the anointed or because it's just Aloy like i don't think he even knows at this point i Aloy seemed kind of disappointed in him and i was like kind of right there on the edge where I'm like, come on, dude, just open your eyes. Like, you're so close. Like, you're right there. But that's why I'm really hoping he's in the next game. Like, hanging he out is. with us. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, he is. I mean, that, like, I've, 
I mean, there's just some pictures I can't avoid. Like, I did see a picture of him riding <laughs> a, ma- he riding a machine alongside Aloy. Oh, so, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there, there was a picture of him riding a machine alongside Aloy. So he's definitely uh, there. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I think it just goes a little bit deeper than that, too. Because he did say he would have been there regardless just to see her one more time. So he's right. down. I mean, he's always had something going. But I think she actually reciprocates it a bit. You know, yeah, to, to a degree, like she wants him to to open his eyes so she can see. Like I think even more so than Aaron, you know, right? Because uh, I she hasn't really. I mean, she just it really feels like her dealings with Aaron have been all friendly. Like I just want to be friends with you, versus Vara. Like she's like, come on, man. <laughs> like like I need I need somebody to talk to about these things. You know, right? So. Well, she does want Anora on her side. I'm sure someone that grew up almost with the same upbringing different because she was an outcast but it's just tough because nobody was an outcast really yeah but i mean he's he's kind of has that rebel spirit too like he was supposed to be defending the gate and then he decided i've defended enough gate for today (laughs) and went went to go join them uh, in their fight at the at the at the metal ring and on top of that he was the only one that came with her when they went into the, the the metal ring on top of that so right yeah so, and actually, after you get ready to leave, if you talk to him again, he says, hey, that uh, Asaram or that, that guy over there keeps looking at you. <laughs> talking about Aaron. Uh, yeah, so Sona is there, but she is clearly uncomfortable. You know, like she says, the Nora and herself do not belong there. Uh, she's going to stay to fight the Metal Devil, but she's going to go back to the Sacred Land ASAP. You know, so uh, Aloy, she apologizes, but she just says, don't worry about it. I'll end it. You know, that's why Sona's the best. That's why I I hope they find a way to get her into the next game. Like, she doesn't want to leave the Sacred Land, but man, boy, does she. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we need her to leave because we need more Sona. Yeah, I agree. She really, I feel like they kind of did her dirty at the end. Um, Not not like the end, like after this, just the end, even going into, you know, the heart of the mountain and past. She just doesn't say anything too much yeah yeah like yeah she really like and she's the best she's one of the best characters in the, in the game yeah uh, <laughs> one of the one of the braves do say that uh the the carjo look like turkeys yeah i know like we're on the same page dude i'm like i know <laughs> so i mean still like the cards are i would say the main they're the they're the main uh race not race but like i guess i guess we'll just call it race because you know you know what i'm talking about right they're they're the main race in the game and they're the most bland like you know yeah so that's the thing it's almost like real world with americans you know (laughs) (laughs) so basic it's just just basic hamburgers and french fries you know no (laughs) (laughs) uh no but like um yeah, like she's she she's just not happy to be there. Uh, if you talk to her after, she says that the cards don't impress her. You know, to build so tall is to invite the fate of the ancients, is what she says. So, I mean, technically speaking, they don't build that much higher than the than the Nora. To be honest, they with really you. don't because they're building on top of of uh, a mesa structures. Like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the Nora even, is in mountains. Yeah, and even their buildings. They have two stories instead of one, three stories sometimes. So it's not that that uh that impressive, you know. The Nora have an entire mountain there inside of. Yeah. 
you know, and came outside of. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. But um, yeah. This, so this this spire area clearly there's going to be a fight there because it's just an arena. It's built for for fighting. There's lots of cover points. There's zip lines to get around. All that right. stuff. Did you did you run into Naman? Naman. He's the guy. It was a side quest. Uh, he's the the um the priest guy that you run into that you do the side quest for where you had to go to the three points no i didn't run into him oh okay he's up there on the spire yeah he's up there i actually heard him praying from a distance he's behind varl i had to use my vote of my focus to find him like you cannot see him i did not talk to him no yeah uh he basically asks if he can you know say a psalms or a prayer for you and Aloy's like yeah go ahead and he does it and <laughs> Aloy's like, oh, that's pretty heavy pressure, but I'll try to live up to it. That's it. Like, there's nothing really he adds to it, but he's up there. Wow, yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have put him up there. Maybe did more work on uh, Errand for his part. <laughs> Maybe. Know? Yeah, no, I didn't even, like, you're right. I didn't even know he was up there at all. Like, I honestly, I forgot about him. You yeah. know, he's kind of forgettable. He is. Well, I... I only saw him because I heard praying and I was like, that is nobody here. Who the heck is that? Yeah, no, did not hear that at all. Nice catch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, after leaving the spire, you can head to Olin's house and get some sleep. By the way, like I think I mentioned it before, but his full name is Olin Delverson, <laughs> yeah. which is just so on the nose. Like, you know, that's uh, I mean, I, I think that's just a car, uh, not car, a um, Osaram thing. thing, you know. So, because, you know, Petra Forge Woman, that her last name is Forge Woman. Like, right. You know. And did they ever say Aaron's last name? I can't remember if they ever said Aaron and uh, Ursa's last name. Uh, Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> Van Garderson. Yeah, there you go. Googling it. Aaron Van Guardsman. Oh, my God. It really <laughs> Aaron Van Guardsman is his last name. <laughs> I, I was right. There you go. Same thing with Ursa, uh, I guess. Van's guard woman. That's what I'm looking at now. Is it? Uh, <laughs> it just says Ursa. Uh, Asara. Yeah, it does not say her actual name, but I will believe it's Van Guard's woman. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think their 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 last names might just be titles. Like I don't I don't think it's a last name that you carry on to your kin. Because though Petra might have been joking, I think she might have been serious when she's like, yeah, oh, it would have been Forge Wife. Yeah, exactly. I think so, too, now. Yeah. <laughs> for Forge Wife. Aaron <laughs> Guardsman. Oh, man. That's a long day in the writer's room. Like, what are you going to give these guys last name? I don't know, man. What does he do? He's in the Vanguard. Vanguardsman. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's funny. So I'm assume, we'll assume that uh, Ursa Vanguard's woman. Is uh, well, what, that's interesting because what happens when two people have the same name? Like, what if you have does that mean your first name has to be that original? You know, well, I feel like this game suffers what most games suffer from, and you can't have any character in the game have the same name, so you have really awkward names pop up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, it's gonna be original, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so. I just stocked up on some supplies because I was still like the whole, the, I would say my last five hours in the game, I was always scrambling for supplies, not mm -hmm. health, but like wire 
and metal vessels and stuff like that. I mean, especially the wire because I start using the rope caster a lot. Oh man, I use it all the time. And yes, wire is always an issue. Even now, like after the fact, like I still, I just buy wire all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So all those little caches that I would normally ignore. No, I just, I started. Yeah. Gotta open them. I was like, gotta open them. Yeah. I'm getting to the point where I'm selling all my resources because I'm not going to use them for anything at this point, just so I can have more space for wire and blades. Yeah, there's an area in Gaia Prime where it's like almost like a secret area that you have to get to. And when you get in there, it's a chest full of white items, just supplies. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Ah, praise the sun. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, so. But uh, yeah, so Ayla, she, well, she lays down. She, I don't know, she's just trying to work things out. Obviously, she's having a hard time sleeping. She's asking uh, Rost and Elizabeth Sobek, what would you do? Tries to talk to Silence. He's not answering because he's busy. No, (laughs) the funniest part of this is she didn't even have her focus on. Oh, I didn't even notice. (laughs) It feels weird seeing her outside of the armor because you usually you just don't see it. You don't like really see her outside of her armor that much. You know, she never sleeps. Um, It's true. She she, she (laughs) does never sleep. So. But uh, you are woken up, or Aloy is woken up by a Karja soldier, and he tells her there are signs from the West and that Avad is waiting for her at the Temple of the Sun. So when she gets there, Avad is looking west. You can see fire and smoke, and Vod's like, oh, I think they're setting up camp, you know, for attack. And they're not, because she's like, well, that's not wood smoke. And then, boom, there's an explosion that goes through the mountain. Actually, I don't think it went through the mountain. I think they, like, just, they basically made a path going down. So it'd be easier for the machines to come down. Uh, but it was a big enough explosion to destroy a rock mass. So that caught Avad's attention. <laughs> you know, so through the smoke, you can see like death bringers and corruptors coming down. And, you know, Aloy tells the soldiers to get the guns and they don't move. So Avad has to tell them to listen to Aloy, which I, I mean, I get it. Like Avad is king. Aloy is not king. Right. Avad. Avad should have made clear, like, if she says something, to do it beforehand. So I don't blame her for that. <laughs> yeah. she. It's funny, though, because, like, even when he was talking to her before, she's the one that's making all of these preparations and, and you right. know, what they should do. Like, don't you have people that are specialized in that? Now Aloy is just, like, this chief battle organizer. I don't know what the word would be. Well, technically speaking, they did have somebody else make the preparation. She just went to go check on them. Yes, but she made a lot of the initial preparations. Like, uh, Murad was the one that set the rest of them in place. But All right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, so the soldiers, they start moving. And as they're getting set up and get ready to get the guns ready, there's an explosion from inside the temple. And Helis is already inside. Helis and his casuals, they're already inside. I'm like, oh, that's a twist. Uh, and so Avad, he like pulls his sword because he's getting ready to, he's, you know, he's ready to fight. And Aloy stops him and tells him to rally the vanguard instead. And then Aloy goes to fight and Avad's like, oh, he'll cut you down. And I'm like, not today. He won't cut me down. But I mean, honestly, Helis just blows through those other guards like they're nothing. Oh, yeah. Like, he really does. Like, he just blows through guards like nothing because, you know, he's, he's the chosen one. So this is, this is meant to be. Of course, of course. I died here. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, because when the bridge starts breaking and it's like, oh, the bridge, it's it's 
not going to hold up much longer. I was like, oh, I got to move. That's the game telling me I have to move somewhere. So I try to climb down and I missed the C button to climb because there's like a little spot that you can climb down. It doesn't go anywhere. You just climb down and I missed the C button and I fell off the edge. Really? Like, I didn't yeah. notice that. So, so yeah, I mean, first of all, I wasn't on that. When it blew up, I wasn't on that side because what's happening is the Deathbringers are still firing on Meridian. And at a certain point, they like, you know, you're fighting in this platform and it has two sets of steps and they blow up one of the sets of steps. Uh, and yeah, I wasn't on that, that side when that happened, I was already off. Like I actually didn't stay on the steps very long anyway, because if you're on the steps, Helis uses his, uh, he uses his fire sling more. If you're Uh, on the steps, I wasn't on the steps either. I just thought the whole area I was standing on was gonna. Oh, maybe if the fight takes long enough, it will. But no, like I was able to, the one set of steps got blown up for me, but not the other, if that was even possible. So. This fight, it was a little annoying because the Helis and the Kestrels are just more resistant to fire than normal. Uh, Helis, I'm like, okay. But the Kestrels, they're even more resistant to fire than than I expected. And Helis, I gave a pass because he's the chosen one and he has a ton of de- determination. So the, 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 the fire of the sun doesn't really burn him. Uh, the thing I do have a problem with is that he's also very bullet resistant. And I'm not going to give that one. Uh, on account of his determination <laughs> because the Kestrels, um, I think one or two of them have like guns and yeah, you can just get, pick up the guns and blow them all away. Like that's basically what I did. It's like, there's barrels of blaze all around. So I shot the barrel blaze by the guy with the gun. He drops it. I picks it, pick it up. And I basically shoot all the other Kestrels and I'm shooting healers and it's just not taking like, I mean, literally the death bringer fight toward the end. The Deathbringer took more damage than Helis did yeah. <laughs> with, with, with the gun. So I just put yeah. a bunch of explosion uh, tripwire up, and they just humans die right away from that, except for Helis, of course. So I just kept putting it up as I was shooting him. I was kiting him around in that little circle area with the tripwire, yeah. and he just kept blowing up. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I. I like so I I would I was setting him on fire and then he would also he kept charging because he kept trying to use his uh his sword and yeah eventually oh, I mean I, yeah he has a sword so I kept him on I kept setting him on fire when he would get near the blaze I would blow up the blaze and even when the second when the first set of steps blows up uh there's a back piece where you can just kite him up and down this area mm-hmm. like uh and I just basically did that until he goes down. So when he does go down, um, he's like, this is impossible. I'm the chosen one. And then uh, he got some options. This was not meant to be. Chosen. Hades only chose you because you're a fool. A sadistic butcher too stupid to see you were being used. Life was a failure, and soon no one will even remember you. Turn your face to the sun and think about that. Uh, none of this was meant to be. I don't have time for this, and I hope this hurts. So, which one did you do? I said none of this was meant to be, which I'm sure you chose different. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
See, I wanted yeah. to be more aggressive, but I was like, uh, I'll, I've been going compassion most of the way, so. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, so when it says none of this is meant to be, she says, like, you know, well, she obviously says none of this was meant to be, but she made it happen. Uh, she's like, all that slaughter, you just ended up on, and all that slaughter just for you to end up on your knees, used like a pawn by a power you don't understand. And then, she, and then he's like, do you, he asks, do you pity me? Like, are you pitying me? And then she tells him to turn his face to the sun and he does. And then she kills him with like a strike. But I mean, if you didn't listen to his, to his, uh, audio logs, I think like you, you know, you almost might think he has a heart at the end there. No, no. yeah, he was upset. <laughs> he was he was upset that he that she had pity for him. Yup. So, because I mean, he did say, "I'll never be pitied again." Yeah, so. I actually, because of that reaction from him, I was like, "Okay, I do like this answer," because he was very upset about it. I got to hurt him in the place that it hurts the most. Before I kill him. Well, you got to hurt his heart and then stab his heart? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you say, I don't have time for this, this is the weakest one, in my opinion. Uh, she just says, you're done and Hades is next. And then he starts talking about how the buried shadow will save him. And then he starts saying, I can't be or something like that. It's probably going to talk about how he can't be killed. And then Aloy just kills him real fast <laughs> and then goes out of business. I did. I hope this hurts. So, which... Feels the, like the best one to me because it is top tier trash talk from Aloy. Like, so she stabs him and taunts him while she stabs him. Like, and he Ooh. can't speak while this is going on. And says that Haiti is only chosen because he's a fool and his whole life was a failure and no one's going to remember him. And she says, turn your face to the sun and think about that. And then takes it out and he dies. Like, <laughs> wow did he even have time to face this like turn his head no he didn't because like in the <laughs> compassion one he she at least waits for him to turn his head before she yeah. starts stabbing him yes exactly that's what it, but this one no Whew, i'm gonna have to watch that i need to hear it oh yeah it, like i said it was the best one it felt great it felt absolutely <laughs> great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But after Helis is dead, Aloy is able to take the zipline down to the ridge. And you can use the Asaram guns to destroy Deathbringers and other machines. Deathbringers are slowly moving. So, the first one is almost like for free. It shoots like one missile at a time. And, yeah, you just... I mean, the destructible environments here really come into play because you just have less and less cover as the fight progresses. And so, you know, you kill the first Deathbringer, it's in the distance. After that, the Deaths, well, they start sending more machines in as the Deathbringers are approaching. Uh, so, like, it is like Bellowbacks, there's Glinthawks, uh, there's Ravagers, Longlegs, and then there's, there's a Stormbird as well. Which, I mean, for that one, I, would, I just tied it down and shot it with the gun a few times and it died and that was, that was the end of it. I should have tied it down, I was just shooting it with the gun, which... It's a huge target, so it's easy to shoot it with the guns. So. I kept he kept moving really fast though. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I should have I should have tied him down, but the only thing that was annoying here is like you can't walk like an inch off the platform with the gun. Yeah, yeah. With the gun. Yeah. As soon as you walk too far, the gun drops. Now we'll say the most annoying part, again, are the glint hawks because they can zone you out of an area because of the frost. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they can actually zone you out of the area, which isn't cool. But everything else, it's it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I'm also pretty sure the ancient, not the ancients, sorry, the AI helpers cannot die (laughs) because they were getting destroyed by the machines, absolutely wrecked, and they just kept standing up and, and fighting again. So, um. I actually didn't lose one point of health, not one. Because when the when the Deathbringers, if the even if the missile hits you straight on, it didn't even get rid of your shield fully on the ancient armor. Oh yeah, I probably I was like, no, I definitely got hit. But you're right, I got hit, but I don't, I didn't lose health at all. This is what confused me too, is because I don't think the ancient armor restores your health at all by the way now playing more in the game it does not but i was like do i do i have regen or something like i didn't have to reheal myself but it's just that good especially in that moment uh yeah yeah no i definitely um it like it definitely was super helpful like it the ancient armor is pretty op for the end of the game yeah uh when you get that frozen wilds eh. <laughs> different story they ex- i think they expect you to have it by the time you get into the frozen wilds and they yeah. adjust accordingly so uh but yeah so i like i guess after you kill the the storm bird yeah after you kill the storm bird uh you get a cutscene where a deathbringer is able to like destroy the the little structure around the ridge and it collapses on top of Aloy. And uh yeah, uh she uh wakes up like in the middle of a Deathbringer dragging the Hades module through Meridian. You know. Now this is one thing I was gonna bring up that okay, Hades, you have access to Stormbirds, clearly. Right. Why didn't Hades just have a Stormbird pick him up and drop him off at the spire? There's a couple things. There's that. Why did they only go from one entry? I'm sure they could have set up an ambush around another side. There's dig sites everywhere, you know? That is true. When the Deathbringer in Hades is going through Meridian, like, I'm sure it's just rope or some kind of wire. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't really understand how they made it through without either it getting caught on something or someone ripping it apart. But you know, whatever you gotta, you gotta have an ending here. That is true. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. If I was Hades, come on, Hades. I know you're not full AI. You got to be a little bit smarter here, man. Just fly yourself there, right? You know, that, I feel that's like more- maybe not. I was gonna say, I feel like he can transfer to other things because that's what it looked like he was trying to do for the tall neck. But that I don't think that's true because he would have done well, that. Yeah, you have. He would have to be able to transfer his consciousness into something that can process it right, right, like that can, right that's right. that's powerful enough to process it uh so yeah i mean he felt like he like i think that's why he went for the horus class machine to begin with because those titan class machines were a major element of the chariot line like it was essentially the center point of the chariot line right you know everything happened from there so that made more sense but either way he gets dragged through meridian teb finds aloy tells her what happened so aloy she moves through a burning meridian and you get to see your allies fighting here but i only saw two i only saw uthid and aluki that's the only two i saw fighting i saw nil uh (laughs) uh-huh well you would yeah you you would see no uh me not so much but yeah so that was the only two that i really saw fighting 
And uh, when Aloy gets to the base of the spire, she can see that Hades is transmitting. You get a cutscene of the machines waking up all over the world and using biomass conversion to power up. And I think, like, in the cutscene, it was like a tree. Like, you could see it, like, use biomass conversion on a tree. I think it would have been a more powerful message if it would have did it on those humans that were standing right there. <laughs> yes. Let me see some human biomass conversion. Let me see that horror show. <laughs> oh, no. You know. Actually, I don't want to see that. It's fine. The trees were good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Aloy, she you know starts climbing up the 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 path of the spire, and she runs into Varl, Aaron, and Talana. Uh, unless she didn't get Talana, then she runs into Sona, right? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I wrote down what Sona says, but it, it, she just replaces Talana in the end part, like in this part of the game. But if I don't think she's there at all. Right, Sona. At the very end. Yeah. No, at the very end. No, actually, I want to talk about that for a second. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you know, they all climb to the top of the mesa and they see Hades, but Hades is already expecting Aloy, and says her presence was accounted for. And then he powers up a single Deathbringer, <laughs> and I'm like, really? This is how you prepare for this? <laughs> like, because I mean, I just destroyed a bunch of Deathbringers. I have killed several Deathbringers as it is, and you're going to bring one Deathbringer back up? Come on, dude. You know, you got you to gotta try a little harder here. So Aloy and her allies fight them. And I wanted to mention, during this fight, I did not see Talana at all. I heard Varl all through the fight. I heard Erend all through the fight. But I did not hear or see Talana at all in this fight. And then at the very end, you're right, she does not show up. Oh, yeah. I meant, like, during this area right here, like, I don't think Sona was here at all. But, yeah. But she does shout to finish it. I think she, like, shouts a bit throughout. Like, oh, I got this one. Sona? Talana. Oh, Talana? Yeah. I I didn't, because I own the subtitles. I didn't see her at all. She likes me more. Maybe you were just closer to her. It depends because I fought on the <laughs> left side of their arena, if you want to call it that. Like I was on the left side for the most part. If, maybe if you go to the right more, like oh yeah, I think I was on the right side, mid to right. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yes, yeah, and I was using because there's some areas where you can kind of get some high ground. I was definitely using that when the corruptors and stuff came in. I and just so put I, a bunch of tripwire down and. <laughs> I'm not surprised. That's what you did all game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Kaboom. So, but, yeah. I do feel like this fight is on a timer, though. Because if you pay attention to the spire, you can see it transform over time as Hades hacks it. Oh. Maybe. So, did you ever notice, like, every so often, it would make a noise, and then everything would kind of go quiet, and then the noise would cut, and then, like, the regular sounds would come back? I didn't. I did notice when I was running towards it, though, it looked like like the sides of the spire were like kind of flipping out. Yeah, that's that's him transforming. Like at first, the spire is completely closed and it opens over time. So I feel like I feel like if you take too long, maybe something happens. I wonder what happens. Okay, so with the magic of podcasting, we just watched the video of what happens if, <laughs> if Hades actually wins, because I honestly didn't even think about it until this point. So 100%, it is a timed fight. If you wait too long, a timer does appear. And uh, if you wait, and if you can't kill the Deathbringer by the time Hades is done with the hacking, it just shows him sending a signal out to all dormant machines. 
and it says the entity has failed and then the game goes to black so exciting that's that's what it is our, our ending was better i wish they put a little bit of effort into that but you know end of the game they probably didn't have time <laughs> <laughs> that is true again but not to mention it had to be i don't know how long the timer actually is because it had to be super long yeah. I mean, my, my, by the time my fight was done, he had hacked three because it's six modules in the spire and he had hacked three of them. I did not count. I have no idea. I just knew that it was like fanning out and that was it. Yeah. So no, like, yeah, it's, it is time. So I, I'm just, I just never thought about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, you know, during the fight, like I said, you're fighting a Deathbringer at first, but, corrupted ravagers do show up and i think those are more problematic than the deathbringer like because they are just on you like at least for me they were both of them went right past everybody else and came straight for me yeah i guess they were a little annoying i hardly focused on them because i had the tripwire everywhere so like i shot their cannons off and mostly focused on the deathbringer because i feel like the npcs were actually helpful here uh yeah because when so the next wave is corruptors and scrappers and they de- they really got the corruptors and scrappers yeah basically they they uh, they, they they drew their attention uh i mean the scrappers are like the most versatile machine in the game they're everywhere like you can't just ignore them because they will cause issues for you if you if you do uh but after a while i don't know if this happens to you but after a while the corruptors will ignore everybody else and f- and come after you directly because Hades says focus on the entity. Yes. But like at this point it's I don't even I don't even care about <laughs> any other machine at this point. I feel like I'm so right. overpowered that when they are fighting I'm like, oh, "Okay, whatever. I'll just kill this thing real quick and then go back to shooting this stuff." Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I I did kill both corruptors super fast, and then uh, I did after that I killed the Deathbringer, and then boom, that is it. That's that's the end of that fight. So, um, after the Deathbringer is down, Aloy can deal with Hades. Master Override armed to activate state name and rank. Elizabeth Silver, Alpha Prime. Master Override activated. Purging Extinction Protocol. So, you know, when you run into Hades, Hades says system threat imminent as Aloy approaches. And uh, when Aloy puts Silent Spear into Hades, she gets shocked and activates some type of AR or VR space. And there's a voice that asks for her name and rank. And she says, Elizabeth Sobek, Alpha Prime. And then that's what starts the purge of Hades. And we can see all the machines that were activated now being deactivated. And this is going to cause some type of social ripple effect because now there's a ton of machines that no one knew existed. Mm-hmm. They're now above ground and powered down. So someone's going to do something with it. They're going to try to reactivate them. They're going to try to maybe remake them. They're going to try to take their parts. They're going to try to do something. Oh, with yeah. Them. Yeah. Especially the Asaram. Oh, Especially yeah. the Asaram. You know, so my favorite part of that scene is when like it powered down and then Nora with her spear just try to like stab it. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, and then you're like, oh, thank all mother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, this is all mother here. Uh, but it now this part just bothered the crap out of me when it shows Aloy again. 
And she just leaves the spear and the master override inside the Hades component. She just leaves it just there. Just walks away, yeah. Just walks away. And then Aloy, Aaron, and Varl, because I don't see Sona. I just don't see those Talana. Three. I saw that. I was like, are you kidding me? There's so many people that could be there right now. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure this is a pre-rendered scene, so. Right. Um, they would have to create that i thought of that too like if you had talana that replaces sona they didn't want to have two whole full pre-rendered scenes yeah depending on who walks out it should have just been sona though yeah i mean and technically speaking they only had to pre-render that one part right you know so they could have did it but they were just like why why nobody's gonna remember that they were there <laughs> <You know? laughs> nobody's gonna look this deeply into the scene exactly nobody's gonna podcast about this you know so too busy being emotional about beating the game yeah so uh yeah aloy she signals that it's over and avada so happy he hugs a random soldier and the soldier's like dude what are you doing like <laughs> the look on his face that was my favorite part. <laughs> I don't think they actually gave the soldiers any emotion looks. I think the only thing that moves is their mouth. Now that I think about it, <laughs> the only thing that moves is the soldier's mouth. And that is well, it. Well, not even that. Like he he does the hug, and the soldier, I guess, does like an awkward hug back or something. I don't know. Like even without facial, everything was so weird. Yeah. So uh, the screen blacks out, and then when it comes back to Aloy, she's riding somewhere west. I'm assuming it's the Forbidden West. Uh, I mean, it kind of looks like the Rust Wash, but it also has cacti there, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, so um, is it cacti or cactus? I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up before I edit this. I think cacti <laughs> is the plural. Yeah. So I don't know. Google will sort it out, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like the rust wash. Obviously, it's someplace we haven't, haven't gone, and uh, the audio log of Elizabeth Sobek is uh, it's playing. Okay, Gaia. Uh, sorry about that. Where was I? You were telling a story. Right. Yeah, so, um, like I was saying, it was a children's electronics kit, but I hacked the wiring to an auto battery and solar PV, so the grass caught fire. And uh, so did a, a tall pine that had stood there, uh, I don't know, maybe a hundred years. Query, you were how old? Six. My mother was home, thank God, so she called the fire department, and after, she took me out to the lawn and showed me the dead baby birds, because there were nests in the pine tree. Query, what did you feel? I'm not sure. I... I remember yelling that I didn't care, and that's when my mother took my face in her hands and spoke. Query, what did she say? She said I had to care. She said, Elizabeth, being smart will count for nothing if you don't make the world better. You have to use your smarts to count for something. To serve life, not death. You often tell stories of your mother. But you are childless. I never had time. Guess it was for the best. If you had had a child, Elizabeth, what would you have wished for him or her? I guess I would have wanted her to be curious and willful, unstoppable even, but with enough compassion to heal the world just a little bit. 
Anyway, that's all I've got for now, Gaia. Time to tuck in. I wish you a pleasant sleep, Elizabeth. Thank you. I'll catch you tomorrow. And she's talking to Gaia. And she's told her a story about how she burned down a tree when she was younger. And her mother taught her a lesson that will probably influence her for the rest of her life. That being smart will count for nothing if she didn't make the world better. You know, because she killed a bunch of baby birds when she burned down the tree. You know, she said, you know, she needs to use her smarts to serve life, not death. And uh, Gaia asked, well, she, you know, if she had a daughter or a child, period, like what would they want them to be? And she said she'd want her to be willful and and curious and have enough compassion to heal the world. You know, so now I guess maybe that's that's debatable. Does she have enough compassion to heal the world? Because most of her journey was about finding out who she was, who was her mother. And then. And and then she found out that this is her mission, so she completed her mission, <laughs> you know, or well, part of it, at least. I, I think that, though, was kind of a turning point because she realizes who she is and she has to make a decision, like, am I going to try to live up to this and and be the best Elizabeth I can, basically? Or am I just going to ignore this and just kind of do what I want, right? So I think that was kind of a big turning point for Aloy. Well, she can't really ignore it because if she's ignored, she's going to die. Even the part about rebuilding Gaia, she knows if she doesn't rebuild Gaia, the terraforming system is going to get out of control and she's going to die. Right. You know, so you do have some, 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 like I said, some debate there (laughs) to, to be had. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I would err more on the side that she is actually compassionate. But then again, we'll see what type of choices they give you in Forbidden West and what type of Aloy you can make, you know. And if your so, choices matter this time. And if your choices matter this time. Right. Exactly. So uh, Aloy does find Elizabeth's body. And this is presumably like her home that she was looking for uh, going back to after she left Gaia Prime. And Aloy is able to use her focus to see a hologram of Elizabeth's face through the mask. And I'm like, that's not what her face looks like now. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's been hundreds of years, almost a century probably. And she would not look like this. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, you dude, don't take that helmet off. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) You would not like what you see. You haven't seen her do that a single time throughout the story, too. So it's like very convenient that she can just look at that face. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so she finds a, a little globe that Elizabeth's holding, and she seems—I guess she's happy. She seems happy to have something of hers, right? Yeah. Uh, and the camera pans out and fades away, and as you can see, as it's fading away, you can see that Elizabeth's body is surrounded by the same triangle flower as the metal flowers, right? So, I mean, I, I, that's probably Demeter. Uh, he probably found her and made that like as a tribute to her, you know. Because not all of the, I would say probably not all of the um, subordinate functions are nuts. Even, I mean, technically speaking, even Hades is not nuts. Like, Hades, Hades is the victim here. Hades was just doing his job. Yeah, he's awake, <laughs> so he's like, oh, must destroy. <laughs> exactly. Hades was just doing his job. You know, he was he was doing what he was programmed to do. So, but uh, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure not all of the, uh, all of them are like that. So. Um, but yeah, so that's when you get the credits. That's, that's the end game credits, which goes through a cauldron 
multiple times, depending on uh, how many, how much of the credits that you watch. But there is a post credit scene with silence. Hello, old friend. Remember me. We've still so much to discuss. So much you never revealed. Your masters, for example. The ones who sent the signal that woke you. Knowledge has its rewards, don't you think? Well, let's begin. So the scene starts with some Osram getting close to the Hades module with the spear still stuck in it with the Ab- master override still in it. And as they approach, Hades seems to like wake up and break free. So he's not actually purged and his spirit or whatever you want to call whatever computers have. I mean, there's like, this is some <laughs> crazy Wi-Fi here. It's flying through the air and silence is able to capture it in a module and I wonder if he made this module himself as a way to fully contain Hades, you know, and uh, silence. He still wants more information. Specifically, he asked Hades about the masters that sent the signal to free it. So he's clearly learned something else that we he's been on it, like looking for information. He's learned something else that we have no, no that we don't know about. Like He knows that. Uh, there are people who wanted, oh, well, clearly there was an unknown signal, but he knows that there are people who wanted Hades woken up, you know? Right. And he wants to, he wants information. And apparently Hades also knows about these people. Right. So, uh, yeah, that is, uh, what, uh, he wants to know. And the camera pans out and they're standing in front of another horse. So I, I think, uh, silence is going to put him into another horse class machine that's down. And then basically just, hey, like you, I'm the only person to talk to. Because technically speaking, Silence is the only reason he met the Eclipse in the first place. Or he met right. you know, Bahavis and Helis. Without Silence bringing uh, someone for, to Hades, it's a good chance that nobody else would know. But then again, what if somebody else found a focus? What if somebody else was able to repair it? What if somebody else hears the signal? And Silence is counting on somebody not doing that. Or at least being able to monitor it. Well, you got to think about the focuses. The focus signal is down that connected all of the focuses between the eclipse together, which is why we were able to go into Sunfall. And Silence is the one that put that together. So I doubt anyone has that knowledge to put that together. So if someone picks up and finds a a Silence, a focus, it's essentially going to be like when Aloy found her focus. Right, that's true, but Silence could still communicate with Aloy. But then again, like, if Silence found the focus, repaired it, and found the signal. So what if somebody else does that and gets to Hades, too? Because Hades will probably also be sending out a signal or something. Or maybe Silence's device stops the signal from going out. So here's the thing we find out in, uh, oh my goodness, which one is it? Gaia Prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he said he would do it again, just with like a lot more, you know, safeties involved. And that's that's what he's doing. He's doing it again. But I'm sure he has a lot more, you know, fail saves. So that way it's not going to happen again. He won't get out. He'll always keep them. Well, we hope so. We'll see. You know, we'll see what happens now. I mean, the game leaves you with several problems that still need to be solved. I mean, one guy needs to be rebuilt before the system collapses. Two, they need to discover who sent the signal, even though Silence has some type of lead on that, right? And then, uh, and Silence probably really wants to meet those people because if they have the technology to send a signal 
the Gaia Prime and free Hades, they probably have a ton of information. Oh, yeah. And then, oh yeah, Hades also still needs to be destroyed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's also a problem. But I mean, yeah, other than that, like this is the end of the main game. It was the end of the story for a while until we got the Frozen Wilds. But yeah, I mean, this is the end of the main game. So. How are you feeling, Christina? How was it to, to complete the game that I tried to get you to play since, like, I don't know, 2017? I think I've said this a few times on the podcast, and I, I'm going to say it again. I'm pretty sure you asked me to do this podcast as a, she's going to play this game one way or another. And she's going <laughs> to like it. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed the main game more than I'm enjoying the Frozen Wilds, I will say that, but I think it might be because I'm ready to go to Forbidden West. Right, but yeah. I know there's so many questions that not so many, like a couple at least questions that will be answered in the Frozen Wilds, so it's like essential to play through it. But I'm excited that a lot of the questions that I was looking for answers for came full circle because I was really interested in the story of the area, not necessarily the overall picture. And now we're moving forward to figure out the overall picture. So I like how this ended, even though there was a lot of questions, I was okay with those not being answered, but I'm beating this game like two weeks before the new one like comes out. If this was five years ago, I'd probably be a little upset. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is true. I don't know. Like when, when I finished the game the first time, I was just so happy about what the experience overall. Yeah. I was like, man, that was a good game. But and then again, like, I mean, I did play this. I beat this game in like two weeks, I think. So like, I, that's like 50 hours I pumped into this in two weeks. So I had a ton, I, I had a bunch of time with the game. So I was happy with the way the game ended with how much game I had. It wasn't like when I beat Metal Gear Solid 5 and I, I had played 100 hours of it and I was just like, I want more Metal Gear 5, please. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, I, I, it definitely left me satisfied. And then when the Forbidden West came out, not Forbidden West, when the Frozen Wilds came out, um, that was just kind of icing on the cake. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Forbidden West now, especially now that I have this refresher. And, you know, I, I even just from what I've seen in the little bit of preview I've, I've actually watched, um, I kind of have an idea of what we're going to be facing. I have some theories. Actually, I have some theories for the end of the game based on stuff that happened in this game as well. So I'm curious to see. I've shared them with uh, with a friend of mine, Mike, and we'll see if, uh, if they come true. We, we have our predictions about what's going to happen at the end of Forbidden West and what the actual problems are. So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty going to be pretty good. Like, um, I mean, I guess since we're at the end of this game now, I can say at one I think um, part of the game for the Forbidden West may be to track down the other uh, subordinate functions. Because I think one of the major elements of Forbidden West is going to be to get Gaia Prime working. Because there's like some type of blight or something like that happening in the world. And I think it's because the terraforming system is, is, uh, you know, coming apart. It's going haywire. So I think that is going to be a major element, getting the other functions. Which that will be interesting because, I mean, there was a... I can't, I don't have it in front of me right now, but there were quite a few of uh, uh, subordinate functions. So it'd be kind of like, you know, hunting them down and figuring out where they are. It's like <laughs> seven. Know. It's like we're hunting Triforce pieces down. Good yeah, number. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so there's, um, 
there's that. And I also think, and we'll see if this comes true, I think at the end of the game, we're either going to be going overseas or we need to find a way to go overseas. Because I think there's something going on at that facility Ted Farrow had. Mm-hmm. And more, I think possibly, actually, I don't know. I, I want to say the easy answer is that the, is that the signal came from Ted Farrow's, um, that the signal came from Ted Farrow's uh, facility in Thebes. Because like, who else would have the ability to, to broadcast the guy prime and make it actually uh, take those commands? Because we know that right. Ted had an override for everything. Right. So yeah. that's that's also what I'm thinking is that like he wants Hades to wake on all of these machines, not so they destroy the world, but you know, it had to take what three hundred years or days or something whatever time that they didn't have to crack the code and override the machines. Right. So I'm sure if he's still around or maybe he has like his little clone that he kept information for and fed them that information yeah. some way, you know. Uh, so there's probably a way to override all of those machines. Yeah, exactly. Like at this point, they'd have the deactivation code. So once all the machines woke up, he'd be able to deactivate the machines almost immediately, mm-hmm. uh, or take the control or of take the over machines. Control, yeah. Uh, again, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he had, if in his facility he had his own clone, he had a copy of Apollo. Uh, he probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, and this is something that me and Mike talked about, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had his own Elizabeth. Sobek clone, I wouldn't be surprised if he had, I wouldn't be surprised if he had clones of a clone of each of the alphas because remember Ted wasn't the smart one. Ted, like the, the alphas were the smart ones. Right. And if you look at Aloy, like how just fast she picks up things and how smart she is, they're going to be more superior like i don't know no like inept is that the word i'm looking for yeah no. inept yeah, yeah. yeah. No, inept, 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 no, inept that's the opposite that's the opposite of what i'm trying adept. to say adept, adept. yeah adept. <laughs> to pick up more knowledge and information that is that is true so and actually one theory that i had now i don't know this is now we're just kind of getting out there i was like what if gaia and i think me and you talked about this maybe well what if gaia sent out a signal to every Aluthia, sent mm-hmm. out a message to every Aluthia and used the light cube protocol at every single one. And there's an Aloy out there, in essence, from every <laughs> Aluthia, you know? Yeah. But you have, to, you have to keep in mind, too, that if that were to happen, are there civilizations that are still around that, like the Nora did? Because what if the Nora just moved away from the mountain? That baby would have died. Right. That's, a, that's another one, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's also a possibility that in, in, the, in the next game, we're going to run into clones of the other alphas, mm-hmm. you know, because maybe that's how maybe that's how they get the, the terraforming system back together. Like You have to find each of the alphas or get a clone of each of the alphas and then they, they help you with each part. So, right, because each alpha know. had the they were head of the function I each, mean, each function yeah so too I mean, many a theories, lot. I mean, my brain's like whoo slow down is the, maybe they find a way because even aloy mentioned maybe a way to fix uh apollo so there's right. another one you know so I, i'm looking forward to forbidden west to maybe answer some of these questions and see if i'm right see if my twitter handle holds up that's josh <laughs> Radamus. you know 
So I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm actually, over the last few days, I've been working on getting my uh, capture system working again <laughs> because my setup is different now. So, Oh, man, I am not. I am not looking forward to going from keyboard and mouse to controller. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. That's. I was really hoping to have Frozen Wilds beaten wait, like at least like a month before I went. So I could have like a little bit of a time to pal- palate cleanse a little bit. Because, man, the keyboard and mouse is just so much better. And the thing that drives me nuts about it, the PS5, even the PS4, but the PS5 does support mouse and keyboard natively. Mm-hmm. It's just the developer has to enable, enable it. it in the game. Come on, man. Do me a solid here. Because <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who she said that she got up to Graveheart and she was having issues with the Deathbringer. And I was like, oh, that was like easy, though. And I was like, well, she was playing on PlayStation. Uh, on a controller and i had problems because i just you know it i fell (laughs) i didn't have any problems at all because i'm mouse and keyboard super easy right yeah so but uh yeah i mean soon we'll find out we'll find out very soon you know what uh what's gonna be unveiled for us in forbidden west for now for this show uh, the next few episodes, we're actually going to focus on the four, not for Ben West, on the Frozen Wilds. And then uh, we are definitely going to have an episode where we talk about a side quest that we that we uh, missed. Or not missed, but a side quest that we did not talk about in the Sunsteps. Because that side quest, it really feels like it has a lot to do with everything you learn in Horizon. And then also with some information that you find out in the Forbidden West. So. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover those in the next uh, next couple episodes, and then we'll be gearing up for Horizon Forbidden West just in time, hopefully. Woo. But uh, yeah, but yeah, so we're gonna wrap up this episode. I like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to keep up with what's going on with this show and the Mashes Buttons Network, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com/slash/themashnetwork. Uh, Christina, where can they find you? You can find me at S'mores Pop Tart on Twitter and Twitch. I'm also the host of a Final Fantasy 14 podcast called Wondrous Tales, where we just talk about the fun stuff in the game. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Josh Tradamus. You can also find me streaming sometimes on Twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, we'd love to have you join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. We have channels there for Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. If you... Uh, you know, if you want to, we'd love to hear your comments and questions about the show and the game. So feel free to uh, reach out to us on Discord or reach out to us on Twitter or just email us at contact.mash.gg. If you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take support a bit further, you can do so at mtb.gg support. And you can see all the ways you can support Mash's buttons. Uh, we have Patreon, Teespring store, Twitch subscriptions uh, you can get from Twitch TV slash Mashes Buttons, Humble Bundle affiliate links, and then also a one-time PayPal donation link. So I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. And with that, we are done for this episode. And we're done with Horizon Zero Dawn, at least the main game. We'll see you in the uh, Frozen Wilds. See ya.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 